0: The You Are Infinitely Loved podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Lindsay.
1: And I'm Coos.
0: We believe that loving yourself is the key to transforming every aspect of your life. And it's our hope that these conversations bring you one step closer towards embracing this truth. Hi, and welcome to the You Are Infinitely Loved podcast. Before we get into today's episode, we are super excited to announce that we will be holding the Art of Self-Love workshop in Portland, Oregon on Friday, the 19th of July at 7 p.m. It's going to be such a fun night where we share all of our best tools for building a more self-loving relationship with yourself, and we are also going to get creative with some watercolors And the lovely Lindsay is going to teach us all how to paint, even those of us, myself included, who consider ourselves to be incredibly artistically challenged. So we would absolutely love for you to join us there. You can get tickets by going to youareinfinitelyloved.com or going to our Instagram profile at youareinfinitelyloved and checking out the link in our bio. And now on to this week's episode.
2: Welcome to this week's episode of You Are Infinitely Loved podcast. We are coming together this week for a special podcast in that we are all three sitting in the same room. I don't know if you, our listeners, know this, but Coos and I live in Portland, Oregon, and Sam lives in Phuket, Thailand. But surprise!
0: <laughs> I am in Portland visiting the lovely Lindsay and Cruise for the next three
2: weeks which is very exciting to be at the one table together. It really, really is. As we've been sitting together talking about the direction we want to take our podcast, what we want to speak about, what's most important in the self-love world, we thought that we would start with talking about why we took a little break. I don't know if you've missed us, but we've been absent for a few weeks. Yeah, we have
0: been. And what's been interesting is this idea about taking rest and how sometimes when you take a break like we have you can feel i don't know about you guys but you can feel guilty for taking a break and taking a rest
1: well i felt annoyed
0: <laughs> tell us how you really <laughs> feel goose
1: i felt annoyed mostly because i we had made a commitment to do the podcast thing twice no
0: once every 2 weeks
1: once every 2 weeks and Things happened, and we had to skip two, three weeks of this, and I just got really annoyed at the situation.
0: What annoyed you about it?
1: Because we've set a commitment, we've set a goal, Mm. and we had to break the commitment.
0: And who did we set the commitment or the goal to, or for?
1: Thank you, (laughs) therapy session.
0: (laughs) No, but I like. I think this is a really interesting point. Is that we were we're we're all feeling different about it, and you're more than entitled to feel annoyed. Yeah. And you are
2: the resident Enneagram one, the resident upholder of our group. So I think you were feeling maybe differently than Sam and I were feeling. And I think part of this is like, isn't it interesting to be like, ah, what is it
0: about? Is it the rest that annoys you? Is it the breaking of the commitment that annoys you? Is it the, this isn't following the certain expectation that I had in my head for this? Like what part of it is annoying?
1: I think there are a lot of parts to it. I was annoyed at the situations that came up that made us take a break. I was annoyed at breaking the commitment, Mm. even though the commitments were made just for us. And I don't know.
0: Yeah. But I think this is something that is really interesting is this balancing act between sometimes it's really important to keep our commitments to ourselves And that is a really self-loving thing to do Mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, stay true to our word, to honor what we say. And there's, I forget who said it, but there's someone that says that the way that you measure self-love is by the commitments that you keep to yourself. Mm -hmm. And so that idea of like, it's actually really a beautiful thing and a beautiful way of showing yourself self-respect to honor your word. And yet where does there also need to be, this flexibility mm-hmm. and this allowing of grace and of sometimes you need to take a rest or a break because mm-hmm. unexpected things come up that are outside of your control and the most self-loving thing to do is to pause.
2: Yeah.
1: So to be clear, I understand why we had to take a break.
2: Mm.
1: It was just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and looking back though, I... I Today, I'm glad that we did take a break because I enjoyed the break myself. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, it was, I don't know, it's like I like keeping my my words Mm -hmm. and having to break that. It's just hard. Mm
2: -hmm. And I think this is really interesting how the theme of our podcast today is really about flexibility. And what does that mean? I guess flexibility versus goal setting. You know, as we're goal setting, as we're setting intentions for who we want to be, how we want to show up in the world, without having a crystal ball, we have no idea what curves are going to get thrown our way. And so how do we then um, practice self-loving behaviors when things aren't going the way we initially planned or hoped for Mm -hmm. or was working towards, you know? Yeah. And I think that's it. It's like having,
0: it can be really hard and really frustrating to let go of the original plan. To let go of anything is Mm -hmm. very, you know, it's really hard when we attach ourselves to this is how it's going to be, this is what we've committed to do, we're Mm going to do this and in this example, you know, every two weeks for a year, you know, and then see whether we do more or less or what happens. Mm -hmm. But that's what the tricky part of life is, Mm -hmm. is like how do you allow yourself to just be taken by what's happening Mm -hmm. and, and give yourself the grace to choose again? to make a new commitment to yourself based on information
2: that you didn't have previously. Yeah. I think this tension of the situation and tension is a strong word, but the tension of feelings here, this, I want to keep a commitment and I need to take a break and a pause. happens all the time. So I love that the situation happened for the three of us to where we could process it together. Mm. Of When, when else does this show up in our life? Yeah. You know, um, for me, Self-love usually looks like taking a break and taking a pause. And I need to work more on keeping my commitments to myself. And I would say maybe for Koos, you're kind of the opposite of that. That you probably maybe need to lean more towards taking a break and a pause as opposed to heads down, finishing the goal no matter what, as self-loving behavior.
1: Well, I think for me, it's more of understanding what kind of agreement we have in a group, within a group. Mm. For example, at my work, it is understood that your life is better; it's more important than your work. So, if at any point in time you say, "I am feeling tired today," I think I'm gonna leave work early and take a nap. No one's gonna say, "Oh, well, you're gonna have to work extra tomorrow because we have made this commitment to complete this project." Everyone knows that. Yep, that's totally fine. We can totally figure out how to how to. Work around this this project. Mm-hmm.
2: When you were telling us this, yeah. Sam and I were both we fascinated. Were like, what? <laughs> we want to I, work for this company. <laughs> right, because I think it's a super rare. I think it's really progressive and amazing. And it's really, you have a great team, it builds team morale and support. But I do think that's a very rare work situation.
1: Right, I completely agree. One of my last jobs, engineers were afraid to take time off or call in sick because. They know whenever they did that, they would have to work extras, work the weekends, or work faster, or or whatever they have to do to complete something. Mm -hmm. And this is a complete opposite approach in that when everyone gets the rest that they need, we get better quality work.
2: Mm, Right. That's it right there. And so So, the self-care piece then is, no matter what the commitment is, the higher goal is to whatever we decide to do, to do it with self-love behaviors and thoughts and motivations. Right. And I think, you know, we're using this example
0: because it's really helpful. It's come up, it's relevant, but it's, it's such a universal thing. This idea about where can we see that rest is super important and equally as valuable as productivity Mm. and that, in giving ourselves the rest we need, we actually, you know, produce better results. And it's not even about results, but we parent better. We're better friends. We're better partners. We're, we are better people if we build in this rhythm of rest. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we're not supposed to be working seven days a week. And and I think one of the problems of just modern society is that people are filling their days constantly and even their time off and their periods of rest, like the weekend, are taken up with all sorts mm-hmm. of t- tasks on a to-do list. And and this, the idea of rest has become something that people think is not okay. Mm-hmm. It's like a guilty pleasure. Shouldn't be doing that. There's so many people I speak to in, in the work that I do in Phuket that, that say to me, you know, I, I just can't relax because every time I rest or I find myself relaxing, I, I just get, I start getting anxious because I think about all the, the things that I'm not doing that I still have to do. So it's just not worth it to me to relax because I'm not really relaxing anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea of like, we aren't giving ourselves permission to relax. And that's incredibly self-harming rather than self-loving,
2: mm-hmm. I believe. And Sam, you have no experience in that. You're speaking purely from observation. Yeah, it's interesting. When you were
0: saying earlier, Lindsay, that you kind of maybe lean towards the rest side of things mm-hmm. and Chris leans the other way, I feel like I'm this like extreme pendulum swinger where right now I'm on, I'm on Team Lindsay where I am Thank you. as in I'm resting too much, <laughs> taking too many pauses. But I think that's bu- at, that's been an extreme response to a former version of my life where i had zero rest where i did not stop ever and i worked multiple jobs and i didn't sleep and i filled every minute of every day with work
1: Mm -hmm. right because your seven turns into a one
0: (laughs) yep it's our enneagram love coming back but it's true it's true i have the tendency to do too much
1: there is this pressure to again maybe it's something that you put upon yourself or what society expects. But anytime you think, oh, I'm going to take a break or I'm going to rest, you have this guilt saying, oh, I'm being lazy now. There are Mm. so many things that I could be doing now. I shouldn't rest or I shouldn't take a break. Yeah. Right.
0: I think that's super important is to acknowledge the label of lazy that we give Mm -hmm. to rest. Because this is why... don't allow themselves to rest it's become this demonized thing when really it's one of the best things you know often when we think about self-care people think about oh what can I do to take care of myself and again they're thinking about how can I add something in like uh can I go and get a massage or can I go and do something like add Mm -hmm. in something and it's like what if self-care is just taking an item off your to-do list
2: having a nap (laughs) <laughs> well, when you think about the way our languages, is, is, I would never say, if someone asked me, what did you do last night? I wouldn't say, oh, I just rested. I took a, an easy night. I would say, oh, I was lazy last night. I didn't do anything. Yeah. And that kind of yeah. negative language of, um, because I didn't do anything, I feel shame.
0: Yeah. I'm somehow not as valuable a member of society because I lay around on my couch. Whereas yeah. if you frame that as Oh, I actually gave myself an evening at home to restore my energy, recharge my battery, unplug, rest, you know.
2: I mean, if you a- said those things, people <laughs> think you're a freak. <laughs> you would need to reword that in less yeah. therapy language. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think another area around this is the perception that when we are resting or I think changing course on our goals or plans, that we are letting other people down. Oh, yeah.
1: or, or even letting ourselves down.
2: Right. And so I think examining that piece where we say, if I choose to rest, to take a, a chill night, or for us, like in our podcast, let's take the month off. Let's, mm. um, We are all traveling a lot. We all have, Kus and I are transitioning into being summer mom and summer dad, which is a lot of extra <laughs> childcare time and planning. And so we said, let's, let's, take a pause for a moment. And even though we committed to every other week posting a podcast, we never really communicated that to anyone outside of us. Mm. And so we actually aren't really letting anyone down, but the perception was that we're letting people down by not posting as regularly as we agreed we would.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so important. I know that I have done this in so many other circumstances in my life where I feel this tremendous amount of of guilt and disappointment in myself that I've let someone down. Mm -hmm. And really it's just my own perception to your point that Mm -hmm. I've let someone down. And if I actually ask myself the question, like, is that true? And looked at the situation often the other person would never say, Oh, you've let me down. You know, they're not thinking that at all. So I think it's a really important thing to note. Are we, whenever we feel like we're letting someone down, I think the self-loving thing to do is to say, is that true? Right.
2: Because more often than not, it's actually just our perception that we are. And I think if we're letting ourselves down, that sense of, I said I was going to do something. I was going to run the marathon. Mm. But now I have an injury. Can I still run the marathon? What I think it's a great time to question, what was this even about? Mm. Was this about the... I mean, you've run a marathon. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, well, I think share your experience at running a marathon. Oh, well... I mean, this is the perfect example
0: because I did run a marathon and I did do it after a significant injury and, you know, I'd torn my calf muscle and I was in a lot of pain from very, very early on in that race. And that was a real lesson to me because that was at a time in my life where I really did not have self-loving practices at all. And I pushed through and pushed through and pushed through because I was determined to prove something to myself, to others, to, you know, that I didn't want to appear weak. And I know today that if I were running that exact same marathon with that same injury, there is no way I would have finished the race. Like I would have allowed myself the grace and flexibility to say, this isn't self-loving to continue to push myself through this when I'm in agony.
2: Yeah, and I think that's where it's different because someone in the exact same situation could say, I have wanted this my whole life. This is so important to me. The self-loving mm-hmm. thing is actually to push through it. A hundred percent, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where that gray area lies with the self-love practices. What might be self-loving for me might not be self-loving for you. And in this season, mm-hmm. you know, is this season a good time for me to push through the thing? Yeah. Or is it a
0: time for me to pause and reevaluate? And I think that's what's always hard is being okay with the grey. Like it's so – I think all of us to some extent and some personality types more than others want there to be kind of this – these answers and these black and white, like this is right, this is wrong, this is the, you know, the one way of doing it, this is – and yet that's just never been – I've never found that to be true of anything in life, you know. There are so many different – ways of approaching things and so many things that might work for one person that don't work for another. And the whole point of self-love, I think, is to do that kind of, to really get you to know yourself so well that you know, this is self-loving for me. And it might not look like self-love to someone else. But to me, this is the ultimate way that I take care of myself in this moment.
1: Well, I'm curious about a situation where you have a group, of people working mm. together mm. and as we mentioned before that everyone practices self-love differently mm. what would happen with a group when there's a, a subset of people who practices self-love by saying let's take a pause on this project <laughs> and then a subset <laughs> that says we should keep this going because yeah like when when you do something and then you have to stop you, you have the momentum Mm-hmm. And then you stop. It is so hard to start back up, mm-hmm. and I'm sure. Well, I hope there are people out there thinking the way I'm thinking, <laughs> is that it's just a lot harder to restart a momentum that it's not worth stopping mm. to rest.
0: Mm. That's so fascinating. That's such a good point. Mm-hmm.
1: But then we are now in a group where separate people have separate ideas of what self love looked like. Mm-hmm. How do you find a balance in that? Wow. I still love you too.
2: <laughs> you know, I think this is where excellent communication happens. And I think this is where you practice, this is where self love becomes, when you're doing it well, it's loving for others. Mm-hmm. Because for me, as the chronic people pleaser, um, recovering a people <laughs> pleaser, <laughs> I feel as though um, I'm going to always put my needs last if I'm not checking myself and run myself into the ground to make sure other people's needs around me are met. And so as I become healthier, the question then is, is it possible for me to do the thing that other people want while maintaining health? And if not, health has to come first. Mm. You know, my priority to be mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically healthy. It's very tricky for me to make that the priority, Mm. but I know that even in a group situation, I would have to be okay letting a group down Mm. or my work down or my family members down. And I think this is where, you know, again,
0: again, that kind of gray area comes in, in that I do not think there is an easy response to that question. Chris, like, I feel like this is what makes, you know, teamwork. So it can be really enriching, but it can be super problematic because it is really difficult to have a group of people work well in a collaborative fashion when everybody has different priorities and different values and different ways of loving themselves and different like I think that is the challenge of how do we all find a place where we can communicate what it is that we're feeling and why that's important to us and and come to a place where we can kind of just get curious about what other people are thinking and feeling and And understand okay Mm -hmm. what are all of the different things at play here and and what is the best middle ground how can Mm -hmm. we find a a solution that somehow you know works for everyone involved and I think it can be really difficult I don't think I wish there was like oh yeah (laughs) this is the way that we do it you know Mm -hmm. but I think this is the problem is that there is no clear-cut like solution
2: and that's what I think being in the gray is all about is living into that flexibility of saying, what is self-loving now might not always, always be self-loving. That's true. What's self-loving for me might not be self-loving for you. And I think in a group, it is really tricky. I think you're right. There is no pat answer for that of how to respond to that well. Mm. So, because you can tell your friends and their <laughs> that group that you're mentioning, <laughs> asking for a friend, I'm sure, that, um, yeah, no easy way out of that. I think this whole discussion brings us back to the point about the goal of flexibility mm. in our self-care practices. And I think we want to practice being more vulnerable about our expression of self-love in this more public way. Sam, Kus, and I all have our different self-care practices that we are really committed to that have really enriched our lives. And sometimes we get these gray areas where we say, we don't really know about this part of self-love or how to practice it. And so wouldn't it be interesting just to talk about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we clearly have different ideas (laughs) about rest and when we should or should not take a break. Yeah. And I think that that's where um, practicing self-love, this is a whole new frontier for most people. Mm. And so it's interesting, like when Koos was talking about his work, he works in this situation that is super unique. Mm -hmm. Where people are really valued and Mm -hmm. them taking care of themselves is seen as a pro-awesome thing at his workplace. And that's pretty unique. And so I would say that it's just an interesting thing that even people who are committed like we are to self-love, to being the most loving people to ourselves and others that we can be, there's these gray areas that we have to camp out in. Yeah. And, you know... I don't really like camping. Right. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to embrace the gray. So I guess our new commitment is this. Not that we commit to podcasting every other week, although we probably will get back on track with that. But the commitment is to push through to figure out what is self-loving right now for us. So for me... I'm looking at, um, I kind of jokingly call myself summer mom right now. Summer mom is different than school year mom. (laughs) (laughs) And so I am giving myself so much grace to drop a few balls. Mm. You know, we've been traveling a lot. I'm doing more childcare than usual, balancing my normal work schedule. And I think we just, the self-loving thing for me is that some things have to drop. Yeah. I think for me... My current what's self-loving is
0: how I can balance getting work done whilst I'm away because whilst I'm traveling for six weeks, it's not all travel. I do need to work. And to my point earlier, my tendency these days is to rest and play more than work. So it's like how can – what is the self-loving thing to do? How much work is too much work? How much work is enough work? What is going to, you know, set me – set myself up so that i'm feeling okay in my business and in my travel and in my friendships and it's just getting that balance right Mm -hmm. what is it for you because
1: for me this summer the self-loving thing to do is to be a little bit more flexible with the goals that i've set and communicate accordingly when shifts need to happen
0: so thanks everyone for being here for this episode and if this episode is a little off it could be because we lost some momentum on our break. <laughs> so bear with us and we will get back to the You Are Infinitely Loved podcast goodness. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. Just a little reminder that we have our live event coming up on Friday the 19th of July at 7pm. We would love to see you at the Art of Self Love workshop. If you're interested, please head to our website www.youareinfinitelyloved.com and grab yourself a ticket. There's only a limited number of spots, so please get in quick.